Hi everyone, Robbie here. I'm pleased to announce my next novel, War on Humanity. The long-awaited sequel to War on Halloween is finally here, and the stakes for the Dawsons have never been higher. It is available for pre-order now, releasing June 5th, 2023. Here is a brief description. Mike Dawson has returned to his family with ominous words, warning of a potential invasion. He carries the book, an arcane sinister tome with incredible power, and it's made him and his children targets. Targets of the government. They can't let the book or Mike's knowledge of it out in the wild, and Mike finds himself in the middle of a power struggle between multiple secretive agencies. He doesn't know who to trust as the threat of invasion looms, and a terrible discovery only complicates it more. They've found a second book. It's an identical copy to Mike's cursed artifact, with the same terrible potential, and it must be found before it's used to invite hell into our world. Now Mike and his family must find the second book, avoid capture, and stop the invasion before it's too late. The link to pre-order is in the show notes, available in print wherever you buy your books with the Kindle edition on Amazon. I've worked really hard on this one, and I would love for you to check it out. On to the show. Hi, everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host, Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I'm fantastic, Robbie. Nothing like a baseball episode to make me fall asleep. I mean, Matt, I have some bad news for you. We're going to be talking about baseball in this episode. I know. It's a baseball episode, and we're going to end up talking about baseball a little bit. Uh, hello, we are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show for only $2 a month. You gain access to all our bonus content for $5. You gain access to that and much, 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 much more. It's the best deal in podcasting. I encourage you all to go check it out out helps support the show helps keep the lights on and you get a bunch of bonus stuff alongside it this week's episode is money bart episode mabf 18 originally aired october 10th 2010 written by tim long directed by nancy cruz received a 3.8 rating with 6.74 million viewers the sharpware gag i must not write all over the walls which is written all over the walls door and blackboard the couch gag is by banksy do you know banksy meant I do know Banksy, uh, and also, I feel like this uh, <laughs> this couch game is just a little bit racist. It was more racist, if that makes you feel any better. They changed it to be less oh, racist. That's that's good. Yeah, the couch gag is like a very depressing, like, oh, uh, the Simpsons are made uh, animated in Korea, and the, they're basically slaves, and the entire, and you know, the entire Simpsons operation is full of consumerism and, and is terrible, and. Sure, but also that's, I mean, that's, I just meant in like the the intense animal hatred that I see here. Like they're using like ground up pieces of animals for everything. Like, I yeah. I don't know, Matt. Like I don't. This is not Banksy is not good. Like I hear this is no. me. I don't like. I don't know. I think that's. I think popular culture has caught up to 2010 when Banksy was like or the 2000s when Banksy was very popular. Uh, Banksy's never been good. He's not good. It's not, this is not insightful. It's like saying, oh, again, it's like we live in a society. That's like this, like, yeah, there is, who cares? Like, this is not, one, animators are not slaves in Korea. Uh, and if you want to condemn the marketing machine of The Simpsons, well, yeah, that's life. That's everything. You, any t-shirt you buy, fast fashion is bad. Yes, I agree. But also, like, the person watching The Simpsons is not responsible for that. Neither are the people who make The Simpsons, for that matter. Some who are, like, out, even Matt Groening. If you want to go all the way up the chain, Matt, I don't blame Matt, Matt Groening for any of this. He's a cartoonist who got really lucky. Again, it's like, this is like, oh, the, look at what The Simpsons do. I'm like, really? If you're going to criticize the show, criticize the all the terrible jokes they've made in the past decade. That's what I would do. Yes, it is also racist, but it used to be more racist. They took out uh, extra racism. Oh, thank, thank goodness. Make you feel better. But Banksy is not. There's not. It, it is. It's one of those things. Banksy makes art that makes you know normies go, "Oh wow, look at that! Isn't that something?" No, not really. This episode guest stars Mike Sosha, Mike Sosha, Mike Sosha as himself, uh, reappearing. He's back. He was in. 
He was in a in a the Homer at the Bat. The Homer at the Bat. And now he's returned, which I like. And they do reference it. They reference that he was on the show before, which I do appreciate, honestly. Um, and also, this also the Uber baseball nerd himself, Bill James, as himself. Um, I don't really follow baseball very closely anymore, but when I did, I've all the stats for the the saber metrics and stuff like that has always really interested me. And uh, Bill James is responsible for a lot of stat use in all sports. Generally, he he, he led the charge into nerds taking over, uh, you know, sports uh, departments and general manager general manager positions and all that stuff. Uh, I like I said, Matt. I hope you're ready for some baseball talk. I know you love it. Ooh. <laughs> Episode begins with a lady visiting the school, Springfield Elementary. She's attractive, we are told. Uh, she is. We, no one knows who she is. She's wearing uh, like professional clothing, um, and we don't know really know who she is or why she's here. Everyone's really abs- like really go, wow, why this lady? Oh wow! Um, then we learn that she is an alum and the only alum who's gone to an Ivy League school. And this is when Lisa meets her. What's a babe like her doing with a brown banana like Skinner? Maybe she's one of those sexy school supply company reps. If that's true, where's her suitcase with wheels part? Where's her suitcase with wheels? <laughs> ah, if it isn't eavesdrop Ernie and the listen-in bunch. I'd like you boys to meet Dahlia Brinkley. She's the only Springfield Elementary alum ever to advance to the Ivy League. There's a car in the parking lot with a Yale sticker on it. <gasps> it's got to be you. I just graduated from Yale and thought I'd pay a visit from Yale to the little school where it all began. <laughs> I plan to attend an Ivy League school myself. I do have a 4.0 GPA. She can do the kind of math that has letters. Watch. What's X, Lisa? Well, that depends. Sorry. She did it yesterday. I believe you. What else have you got? Um... I'm treasurer of the jazz club and started the school's recycling society. <laughs> nice. And? Uh, that's it. Two clubs? Well, that's a bridge bid, not an Ivy League application. But I'm um, only in second grade. By your age, I'd been the dominant force in dozens of extracurricular activities. Quite so. Just take a look at her yearbook. Then it's time for a montage. Yeah, there's a montage of a, of a yearbook of this lady. Um, it doesn't matter. This lady never appears. This is all kind of an impetus to get Lisa interested in doing more activities. It's a very odd way into the plot, but at least it's over relatively quickly. I'll give them that. Um, this whole episode has those things around the edges. We're like, what? That's a little, that's a weird way of doing it. And this is one, the the first of them where you're like, okay. I don't know if we need a some random lady here to get Lisa to be a baseball coach. Like I feel like you could find a better way, but this is the way they chose. So you're like, okay, it's fine. I think that's ultimately Matt. A lot of the things where I go, I go, that's fine. This episode is just, it's fine. It's fine. It's okay. It's not great. It's not great. Um, there's some parts that are better than others. We have Lisa, obviously a little concerned about this uh lisa wanting to obviously be an overachiever wants to get into ivy league school so she's going to start pursuing extracurricular activities more of them so she's she's fencing with maggie uh in actually pretty fun i do like this little scene with maggie uh being an incredible fencer apparently it doesn't really make any sense but whatever marge tries to console uh lisa saying that she can go to the ivy league of canada which i didn't even know that was a thing uh, where what what college does uh, Marge mentions the college, Matt? Do you remember what it was? Oh, Gill or something like that. There's, that's a character in The Simpsons, Matt. How could it be a college? I too? know, but there's like a, a a Gill or McGill College or something like that. I don't remember. Okay, I'm just it was, that was a joke, Matt. Um, then we get so this is the first. This is there's only one plot in this episode, really. They throw in weird Homer Marge stuff here at the at the end of this or near the end of this episode that doesn't really matter, but they 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 do basically just have a single plot and it's Lisa and Bart, you know the Lisa Bart A plot and there's no real B plot which is for the better I think it which helps. is good because that yeah. means that the A plot gets time to breathe right and it desperately needs it needed even more time honestly because uh, there's a couple things where they just don't really flesh out anything they just expect us to do the work. 
Um, but I'm glad, like, it makes this episode watchable is the fact that the A-plot is just the only plot. So we have the first half of the A-plot. Lisa needs an, another extracurricular activity to, to pad out her eventual application to an Ivy League school. Um, this, then we get, this is then very quickly thereafter, we get the other half of the A-plot. And that is Bart and his baseball team needing a new coach. This clip is a little long, but it's got everything. Hello, Flanders. Don't you have a neighbor on the other side? <laughs> Diddly doodly I do, and I love him just as much as you. It's a Flanders sandwich with great neighbor bread. <laughs> Bart, call me Walter Mathout, because I'm a bad news bearer. I'm resigning as manager of your Little League team. What? Why? In the last game, our shortstop hit a long foul ball, but the umpire called it a home run, and I let it go without saying a word. I just don't like the monster I've become. <sighs> but without a coach, we can't play. Homie, maybe you could do it. Sorry, Marge. Last time I stepped in a baseball field, I got tased. You know, someday these kids will be out of the house, and you'll regret not spending more time with them. That's a problem for future Homer. Man, I don't envy that guy. baseball. What am I going to do? Son, how would you like to spend the summer building wooden boats by hand with master craftsmen? How'd you like to kiss my ass? Look at me! I'm Whitey Ford! Huh? What's going on? We got a new coach! Awesome! Who is it? It's me! Lisa! What? You can't stand the idea of a girl coaching a boy's baseball team? No, we can't stand the idea of someone who knows nothing about baseball coaching a baseball team. Hey, there have been plenty of female managers in baseball. Connie Mack, Sandy Alomar, Terry Francona, Pinky Higgins. Those are dudes! Really? They sound like... I mean, well, the thing... Oh, no. Do you get it, Matt? I do get it, and and I mean that's that's a joke. I want to point out that me in that clip, the Walter Matthau bad news bear. That's a good joke. The baseball players whose names sound like girls, not a good joke. I think it could like this is the thing where like oh Connie Mack is a name uh, that could be a girl's name. I think there's something there, but you it's the joke is not Lisa reads out names. <laughs> that's not yes, a joke. that's true. That's the problem. Like, develop it more. I also liked uh, Nelson calling Skinner a brown banana. I thought that was earlier on. I, there, this episode is not devoid of laughter. I think I, I, I laughed a couple times at it. Uh, it goes a long way. Um, but there's also these fair share of jokes where you're like, really? Lisa just reading names? Like, these are just baseball. There's just baseball players' names. There's nothing. Like, coaches' names. I Like, you could have used this, like... You know, massage that a little bit, polish it up, give us a little. I feel like there is some humor there, but it is not. The joke is not. They exist. <laughs> That's not a joke. Um, and I guess Lisa's Lisa's now the baseball coach. Matt, that, that is our. That uh, is, yes, apparently they let eight year olds coach ten year olds. Uh, again, you do the work, Matt. Okay, they don't actually show Lisa applying for the job. They're just like. You know what? She just shows up and it's like, all right, I'm coaching. And like, all right, I guess. I mean, there's no, and there's no debate about it. They're just like, you, the audience, us, the audience, we are tasked with filling in the blanks. And there's a lot of, there's multiple things in here where this episode is okay. It's fine. But there's a lot of scenes where you're like, oh, I guess I have to fill in why, how this worked. No one explains how Lisa became the coach. She's eight years old. They went, okay, yeah, she's smart. And, like, that would be enough. Like, it, you could literally have a scene where – or have a, a throwaway line where – or have Nelson go, you're younger than us. They let you coach. And she's like, uh, yeah, I put in my application. They were fine as long as I paid the $35. Uh, that's, that's a good joke. That's a good joke. I wrote that literally on the top – off the top of my head, Matt. It is, and it's not even – I would I don't know if I would call it good, but I would call it something which is more than this episode did. We go to commercial at 6 minutes and 42 seconds, a short first act. I'm not upset about it. 
Nope, nope. Actually, all the acts are pretty even. Uh, act three is real short, but the rest are pretty even. So uh, first off, we get a very long uh, bit where the team talks about the, why they're so bad. Okay, bottom line, I need an extracurricular activity and no one else will coach you lovable losers. We're not losers. Last year we finished six and five. And we're not lovable. We had a tall, freckle-faced kid on the team that we picked on till he quit. Hey, Splatterface, how's the weather up there? It's too bad because he's a great hitter, but it's worth it. Look, if you want to play liability-insured baseball, I'm your only shot. Fine, you can be our coach. Thanks, you can be the free safety. Wrong sport. I mean the point guard. Also wrong. I'm going to do a little research. A little's not going to be enough, honey pie. Don't call me honey pie. You got it, Tootsie Pop. Get a room, you two. We're brother and sister. So are my parents, I think. So, yes, in case we needed more uh, fun times with weird things about Millhouse. Uh, it's even more obvious here that Lisa knows nothing about baseball. This team is not very good because Nelson's a jerk. So Lisa, uh, hearing this, decides that she needs to go uh, learn more about baseball. So where does she go? She goes to Moe's because that's where all of the adult men in her life hang out. Unfortunately for her, on top of the fact that Lenny is incredibly racist and makes an Obama joke to Carl, uh, it turns out that all the guys there don't know anything about actually about the game of baseball. Uh, luckily for her, hanging out at Moe's for some reason are the nerds, Professor Frank and the three nerds from Homer Goes to College. And they are huge baseball fans because it turns out uh, you have to be a statistics nerd to really appreciate baseball. So uh, Lisa gets a crash course in what it takes to be a good baseball manager. Ooh, does anyone here actually know anything about baseball? Uh, the guys in that booth down there. As a pitcher, Cliff Lee is clearly superior to Zach Greinke. Uh, yes, I completely agree with the following colossal exception before the fourth inning after a road loss in a dumb stadium. Then it's good to be Granky, uh, unless he's got a bunion, in which case he is notably ineffective. <laughs> wow, I'm surprised you guys know so much about a sport. Oh, Lisa, baseball is a game played by the dexterous, but only understood by the poindexterous, <laughs> if you understand what I've laid out there. The key to understanding the game is sabermetrics. Huh? The field was developed by statistician Bill James. I made baseball as much fun as doing your taxes. Using sabermetrics, even an eight-year-old girl can run a ball club with the sagacity of a Stangle and the single-mindedness of a Steinbrenner. I call it a Stein Stanglement. Thanks, guys. Hmm. Hey, speaking of stats, I'm none too pleased about your ratio of seats occupied to beers ordered. You mean our Sobo? Let's calculate it now. I will certainly What's the conversion factor for ginger beer? Refreshingness over effervescence. Plus or minus tang. Oh, why did I advertise my drink specials in Scientific American? Well, I can think of three reasons. First of all, you... Shut up. So, yes, uh, Lisa has decided that all she has to do is actually learn about the sport of baseball. So she goes online, buys a few books, and uh, comes up with, oh, we can use statistics to find better players, which is what Sabermetrics is actually about and not what the rest of the episode portrays it as. I Well, Matt, I think this is actually kind of – this episode right now is, is pretty fascinating to me. Um because one, they mentioned two pitchers in that little discussion. They mentioned Cliff Lee and Zach Greinke. Um, Zach Greinke is still playing baseball. <laughs> He's still pitching. Oh wow! He's thirty-nine years old. It's the beauty of baseball in that you can have a pitcher and he can just, as long as he, you know, uses tricks and can just keep throwing, uh, keep filling up innings. He will uh, continue to, to play for a very long time. Um, Zach Greinke is also from Orlando, Florida. I didn't know if you knew that. Um, but I definitely did not. I wasn't know. anything about baseball. I know, but the there is uh, the and since you don't know anything about baseball, Matt, there's also like they've recently, as of this season in baseball, they've made uh, they've kind of outlawed. They changed the rules because uh, basically sabermetrics and uh, studying probability of like. Of where the baseball will go was destroying the sport. 
in a certain way. It was making it less exciting. Uh, it was bringing batting averages down because of infield shifts and, and where they would, you know, take because they knew a player always hits to the left side of the field. So they'd move all the players to they'd move everyone to the left or to the right. And it would it was destroying people's batting averages. So one of the rules they instituted for this season, and one of the rule changes was, oh, that you can't have a such a dramatic shift with your uh, position players, with your with your defense. And I think it's interesting that uh, they actually like whoever was writing this episode, Tim Long, or someone in the writing staff, they knew baseball and they knew sabermetrics, so they did their research on that part at least. Like the stuff in this is not actually crazy or far fetched. Um, it did like literally. The, when the argument about this episode basically, oh, sabermetrics kind of makes the game boring. I mean, they aren't wrong necessarily. Uh, it does kind of. It's like when you play a board game and you figure out how to win. You know that you find the optimal strategy. It's kind of that. That's what kind of sabermetrics has, has done to baseball to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I like this. I like Lisa learning about a, a sport and like using, uh, finding a way into it. I think that's really interesting. And I, but I wish they would just develop all that stuff. I guess a little bit more with Bart, but we're not there yet. No, no, because we have to set up the conflict between Lisa and Bart. Right. So. Going forward, Lisa applies sabermetrics, and it works. Uh, she doesn't get to choose her players, unfortunately, but she does run the stats on her players. I, I don't know where she got the stats on how her players perform in the past, she, but she was I checking guess she out, does. She checked the box scores in the, the Little League box scores. She wanted to know the on-base the on base percentage of Ralph. It turns out he gets on base when he gets hit because he stands, he crowds the plate. Crowds? No one likes that guy, Ralph. I mean, Matt, like... Th- this this all the events in this episode are incredibly believable because it, little league i sure even then like if you actually if you have some coach who actually probably did use sabermetrics even to a little bit and like tried to optimize their lineup and they probably would crush all the most of the opposition <laughs> like it's a bunch of kids they don't know any they don't know what they're doing fair fair uh so immediately bart is mad that the game isn't fun anymore uh, because he doesn't get to do what he wants. And this is where the struggle of the episode I, I begins, is because Bart just wants to do what he wants. He wants to try his hardest to be the best at baseball, but he really wants to just do whatever he wants. Uh, Lisa uh, basically tries to use sabermetrics to actually uh, get him to do what's best, what's going to win the game. But uh, he does not, because it's Bart. Bart, this guy has walked the last two batters, and if he walks you, we win the game. Don't swing at anything. But I'm on a hot streak. Hot streaks are a statistical illusion. I wish you were a statistical illusion. Well, there's a 97% chance I'm not. So do what I say. Ball one. Ball two. Don't swing. I've ruined your favorite thing. So what? We won! Bart! 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 Here's what? You're off the team! Get him out of here, boys! Conflicted! 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 So, yes, uh, this is how we end Act 2. The team is conflicted because Lisa basically kicks Bart off the team for not doing exactly what she said. Um, Interesting, I will say. I mean, again, I don't... This is a fine conflict. This is fine conflict for the for this episode, Matt. Like, this is what we want in an episode. This is kind of conflict, right? This is, and like it's simple to understand. It it both sides have you know a a a point. Like I can understand Bart's under I can understand Bart's perspective. I also understand Lisa's perspective. So you, it makes it more interesting. Um, and at this point, and like oh, you have you go oh maybe Lisa immediately kicking Bart off the team is a little rash decision, but that's interesting. That establishes that conflict, right? 
so I want like I'm okay like well oh how are they going to resolve this is like what is and like oh you have oh Bart Bart you go I understand Bart he's a kid he wants to play baseball he wants to swing the bat right he wants to steal bases he wants to do all those things which they've also uh have changed the rules so that stealing bases is easier uh in in major league baseballs too because again people have finesse the statistics enough to know exactly when it is appropriate when it is when you shouldn't be doing it but uh he wants his he wants to have fun like he doesn't like and lisa's like well will you want to win and like interesting sides we come back from commercial 12 minutes and 34 seconds the team is mad at lisa uh they're getting they are eating pizza and the whole team is uh a little i don't know they're they're cold to to lisa because she just uh kicked their is Bart their best player is that or I would assume Bart Bart has been shown as very athletic so you know I mean they have Nelson is it Nelson is good at football I'm not sure Nelson has the finesse required for uh, baseball I mean you don't need you just gotta mash some dingers you don't gotta it's not (laughs) it's little league all right McGuire Uh, so Bart and Lisa are, are at odds, and this is this the third act is the problem with this episode. <laughs> it's short yeah. and it doesn't develop anything. It introduces Homer and Marge for no reason. This is where they should be going, where Lisa and Bart should have like have a say about why they're upset. You know, it should be Lisa's like you disobeyed me. I'm the manager. It doesn't matter if you agree with what I tell you to do. You should just you should do it anyway. And fundamentally, I largely agree, um, but it, this is also not professional sports. It's Little League. And, like, that's the argument, right? Bart's like, this is Little League, man. I want to have fun. And Lisa's like, well, I wouldn't, like, the, see, that's the thing they should be saying, right? They should be having this discussion. Instead, they just end up kicking each other at their dinner table, and Homer and Marge get in between them. And then we have, like, this weird scenes, like, two scenes, three scenes here, where Homer and Marge are arguing about what to do with the kids, and like why are they here? Why is this scene here? This is the mo- this is the smart where like you could use this time for anything else for more development exactly. between Lisa and Bart. Where Bart, yeah, Bart complaining. Bart can be complaining to Homer and Marge, and Lisa could be doing the same. But I want to hear their perspectives, right? I want to hear them develop these arguments and like get to why the to the core of it, to the emotion of it, right? You connect it to, oh, Bart wants to have fun. Bart wants to enjoy the thing he loved. He loved baseball. And that's the other thing they really don't develop at all in this. It's just like we just have to assume that Bart loves baseball. But we don't – that's not really – there's no – there's not even a single scene where we show Bart having fun with baseball. The first time we get introduced to it is just, oh, Flanders has quit. And you're like, well, I don't – why – hope Bart cares about baseball? Why? He's on the team. Okay. You know, and why does Lisa, what, how does Lisa emotionally connect this to, oh, I, this is about wanting to get into school, this is wanting to get into college. And, but, but as I've looked into the sport and kind of gotten attached to it, I actually like baseball because it, I can be, I'm good at it. You know, like, again, they don't develop any of this. Instead, this is what we get instead of all that. We get Homer and Marge having like a bedtime reading argument. Mama Bear said, I'm sure Sister Bear will come to her senses. Then Pete Rose plowed into his friend Ray Fossey, dislocating Fossey's shoulder in a meaningless game. He had earned the nickname Charlie Hustle. Mama Bear said family should stick together because... Him at home plate! Excuse me. With all this racket, my boys can't get their 16 hours sleep. So because of your on-base percentage, Nelson, you're the new leadoff hitter. Questions? When is Bart coming back? He's not. He thought he was better than the laws of probability. Anyone else think he's better than the laws of probability? Well, you're not. With me here in the booth is brand new color commentator and former Isotouch great Bart Simpson. Bart, do you miss the game? No, 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 no. I got a lot going on. I'm sure you do. Milhouse hits a frozen rope just past the diving shortstop. There's a play at the plate. He's safe. And that's all she wrote. It's a triumph of number crunching over the human spirit. And it's about time. (laughs) 
So the team is succeeding without Bart. That is Lisa's becoming a little bit more, uh, you know, authoritarian, a little bit aggressive. Team doesn't really like her. They're starting to fear her. And Bart is sad because this, the team's still doing well without him. They don't need him. Okay, it doesn't really make this stuff doesn't really necessarily make sense in the greater context of this episode because it's supposed to be no it doesn't because we want the conflict to be that bart and lisa have different ways of managing this and again it's like it's connected to baseball it's around baseball and about bart wanting to play so you're like okay but it just feels a little weird it's again it's like is this the way you're doing this? Like, it's that thing where you're like, this is okay, but it's does it feels like it's off topic. Like we're veering around the issues and you're like, well, why don't we just have ish- Why don't we just have scenes that are about, and why doesn't like someone needs to confront Lisa about all this? Like, that's the thing. There's never a moment where Lisa doesn't have a come to Jesus moment. There's never a Lisa like, Oh, someone goes to Lisa and says, you know, Ralph is the perfect vehicle for this. She should upset Ralph. If you're going to want her to be like this over-the-top aggressive manager, Ralph should cry and go running to his dad, and Lisa feels bad about it. And maybe she realizes... Yeah, I feel like they wanted Lisa's come-to-Jesus moment to be at the end when Bart is trying to steal home, and she realizes that it's more exciting uh, to do that than to you know play perfectly by the stats every time. But it doesn't have the impact that you know making Ralph cry would. And I, you can do both. Like, it feels like this, that would be like the intro to be like Lisa starting to question herself where she goes, oh, maybe I am taking all the fun out of this. Like, this is supposed to be a game. This is supposed to be fun. It doesn't really matter if we win or lose. This isn't professional sports. What's on the line? The only thing on the line is these kids having fun. But they don't really do that. They instead we get these weird like around the issue things where Lisa's just being mean. But there's never any development. There's never any Lisa being Lisa questioning her her decision to kick Bart off the team. And the only th- reason she goes back to Bart at all is because she needs to because people are sick. And it should be I I don't know. There it feels like there's some middle ground here that they just don't do. Uh, we go to we go to the final commercial. Fifteen minutes and forty seconds. And when we come back, we are at the final game. Uh, the team is playing at the big league stadium, uh, which, you know, often happens for you know, little league uh, championships and those sorts of things. So uh, Lisa and Homer uh, get dropped off at the stadium for the game. Uh, Marge uh, decides that she is going to distract Bart by, well, first she tries to take him to the dentist and that, that that's a no, no. Uh, so they skip the dentist and instead go to the amusement park. Uh, while they're there, uh, Bart gets some interesting advice from Mike Sosha. You know, Mom, after only seven hours in this amusement park, I'm finally enjoying myself. I'm actually starting to forget about... Lisa? She wants to talk to you. Hey, Lisa. Bart, I need you. Ralph can't play because he's too juiced. I didn't know what I was putting into my body. Sorry, sis. I've moved on, and my days of listening to my manager are over. Son, you should always listen to your manager. Oh, <gasps> Mike Sosha! Didn't you get radiation poisoning working at the Springfield nuclear plant? I sure did, and it gave me super managing powers. I also demagnetized credit cards. <laughs> Bart, I have two pieces of advice. First, keep your arms in the damn car. <laughs> Secondly... I don't care if your manager is your sister, Dick Drago's mustache, or Oscar Gamble's afro. A player should always listen to a skipper. That's how I got these three World Series rings. Never mind that. I'll win more. But you owe it to your sister and the great game of baseball. Wacky face for the camera. To go back and help your team. Now, who wants funnel cake? You got some great raw ingredients, kid. Open up your stance a little. Wrong, wrong, wrong. That's okay. You just didn't have it today. Not everything's baseball. Yes, it is. So, yes, that is the entirety of Mike Sosha's <laughs> influence on the show. I man, so I I also demagnetized credit cards. It got, I don't know. I what, mean, it's that, just a thing that happens to everybody. That's one way the chips now. I, I just... I just, I don't know. He got me, Matt. I'll say that. I don't know. The jokes in this episode, of mo- a lot of lame jokes. There's a couple that just, you know, and when someone's like, everything, not everything's baseball. Yes, it is. I don't know. When you just have, th- I don't know, Mark, Mike Sosha, I, maybe it's a lot of just goodwill left over from Homer at the bat. It might just be that, but I do appreciate it. could be. Yeah. I do appreciate him coming back. And it works. Uh, his advice to Bart works. Uh, Bart rejoins the team. 
uh, and immediately sets about doing exactly the opposite of what Mike Socha said and doing not doing what Lisa says. Uh, Lisa's computer basically tells her that stealing bases is a bad idea, but Bart does it anyway, and it's super exciting. In fact, at the end, Bart gets to third base, and Lisa begs him, begs him to just stay there and wait for the hit. He doesn't. He tries to steal home, and he fails. He gets out. But it was so exciting. Even Lisa was like incredibly jazzed and really wanted him to succeed and was happy that he was actually making the attempt. So the final scene is them making up and agreeing that maybe baseball doesn't need uh, need something besides just statistics and to decide what they're going to do. And that is the end of our episode. And it's fine. That ending is fine. But you get the feeling like, wait, is that it? Oh, okay. That's all I, that's all we, okay. Is that, that's it, right? Oh, Lisa is sudden, extremely sudden change of art because the crowd's really happy and they're really excited. And you're like, is there not a better way? Like, why isn't there, like, can we not have an earnest plea by Bart? Can we not have an earnest plea by any, like, the kids? Like, can, like, it doesn't feel all the way there. It feels like they get 70% of the way to an actual, full resolution and development of this plot. And then they just went, no, we can't. Let's instead just tack it. This we say it, it it works out and you're like, okay, okay, that's fine. It's, it's, it's fine. It's, it's not the best, but it could be better. Speaking of which, (laughs) we'll rank rank this this episode broken. We'll rank this episode at the end of the show. No, Matt, I don't think it's broken. Okay. No, I don't think it's broken. It, 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 it is flawed. It is not good. I, I would. Uh, it's fine. I think we've said that word "fine" about fifty times already in this episode. But this was. I don't. It's not broken. I think it works well enough. It, it limps to the through, to the finish line, which a lot of these non-broken episodes lately do, where they're not even good. But I wouldn't call them a broken episode. I think it's just not all. They they just don't get all the development there they need and. I think you get the you get the idea well enough. Like I know, I'm not super confused by this episode or anything. I'm not baffled by it. It's more like, well, you just needed like three more scenes, probably three more scenes. Like take out the the like some of the weird stuff at the beginning. Take out the Homer Marge stuff in the middle, and maybe not have Mike Sosha. And you could have those scenes be whoa things whoa that, whoa Robbie hold on hold on. Did you just say take out Mike Sosha? I How did, dare you? I did say that, Matt. I, it's not – he's fine. But again, I think if you're asking me what is this episode need, I would say you need to develop this conflict between Lisa and Bart. You need to make Lisa realize like, oh, these are kids. And it while it is easy and maybe even better for our winning chances if I treat them like – chess pieces and I move them around the board the right way because this is the statistically most likely way for us to win a game. But also maybe that takes away the fun uh, from the kids and you have to have Lisa realize that. And it can't just be about at the last second when she sees Bart having fun, you have to like instill that idea, not just in her, but in us as well. And you have to nail it. And she has to like, slowly come to like you have to introduce like some doubt in her mind and then when if when she has that doubt of like oh am i the bad guy am i doing the wrong thing when you get to that the the big championship game you you get to the point where she has to make that decision and it's not it shouldn't be hey bart don't steal the base it should be bart looks at her says what should i do and he's say like oh i i want to steal and, you know, with the baseball signs, which I really like that, too. I like them communicating with baseball signs and we get a little translation. Yeah. I think that's really that clever. Um, I, there should be a moment where Lisa understands what the statistically best thing to do is and says, steal, take it, you know, have fun. Do the thing, the fun thing, even if it's not the most likely, the thing will get us to win the game necessarily. And I think Lisa has to make that choice. She can't have the moment where Bart gets caught stealing and goes and and see you can still have Bart gets caught stealing home and he's like, I lost us the game. I'm sorry. And Lisa goes, it doesn't matter. We had fun, but they don't get there. It's almost, it's just, Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It is time for comments from the news group. Okay. Here we are. Alt dot nerd dot obsessive. 
Tom's the News Group is where I ask our patrons over there on patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show for their reviews of an episode. And I read it on there. First from Tauschen. Thrice I made the two rivals with her actually training a team of lovable underdogs only to ultimately lose. It probably would have been an enjoyable episode. Instead, it's one of the best teams in the league, so her contribution is either minimal or best or nothing, given that Bart had to steal three bases in a row to throw the game leads me to believe the latter. Lisa goes from lacking the most basic knowledge to gaining such an advanced understanding that she coaches an essentially unbeatable team because Bart went against her wishes. She doesn't actually lose anything despite being the one to learn the lesson. So just like Marge guilt tripping Bart to stay crippled in the magic shadow puppets, we get another episode where Lisa getting everything she wanted despite everything else being screwed over for it being treated. Not only is it not bending, but hallmark, heartwarming. I don't know. Baseball is not that hard to understand, ultimately. Um, none... Yeah, especially with the the, no, the amount of scholarship applied to it so yeah, far. That's the other thing. Like even by 2010, there have been Bill James had been doing this stuff for 30 years by that point. Um, baseball is not that hard to understand. The hard part about and the, like that's the thing you make this episode about is about the hard part of the managing part. Of baseball is not necessarily the actual game decisions. It is managing people. You know, inspiring and leading like any job. Right? You gotta like show people you have you care about them and you value their input and you and encourage them to follow your lead and do what you say and not just be a mean leader which is what lisa is in a lot of this episode and she never really learns that lesson she just learns oh baseball's fun if we let people steal bases and you're like okay uh from tim had high hopes for this episode, but in the end, I found it wanting. Let's have Bill James give a grandpa explanation for sabermetrics for no real reason other than pandering. I had a lot of respect for James beforehand. He has, he as much as a body else as anybody else influenced the way I think today. The Ralph Juicing joke I will admit to have found funny. It seems appropriate how the isotopes used available talent from Springfield Elementary. Given this, the old school ranking of number three hundred barely canon could be fixed by not resorting to stale jokes. Oh, we can't take out the stale jokes, Tim. What else would there be? <laughs> Indeed. You have to have Lisa reading uh manager names. Uh from Dara. Was this a home run like Homer at the bat? No chance, but it's a solid ground roll double. This is my favorite episode since I started reviewing. The Banksy opening was an interesting choice to say the least, but maybe being depressed by the couch gag made me more open to laughter in the episode. Mike Sosha getting a callback, Maggie getting to be awesome at fencing, even Milas saying he thinks his parents are brother and sister got me laughing. This is clearly the best episode of season twenty two so far, probably the best of the last three seasons. It's not a high bar to clear, to be perfectly <laughs> fair. So it's not, I, it's in the contention, I think. Uh, from JJ, honestly, I enjoyed this episode quite a bit. It's one plot that makes sense. They set it up fast. The pacing is all right. And the Bart Lisa conflict feels authentic. My Sosha's appearance was cringe and nowhere near as entertaining as in Homer at the Bat. However, they get points for actually referencing it. Homer, and to a lesser extent, Marge, threatened to ruin the episode when they got involved in Act 3. Thankfully, they brought it back to Bart and Lisa in the end. I even laughed a few times, such as Marge crossing the dentist off her list of fun activities for Bart. The boys dunking water on the laptop after it helps them win the game. And this quote, speaking of Homer's, Bart's father's name is, you guessed it, not on my fact sheet. The Banksy couch gag, as hard as it can be to watch, brought back some bite to the show that's been missing for a while. I might be in the minority, but this is one of the few bright spots for me in season 22. I mean, so far in season 22. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, Matt just Matt has made a dramatic change to our show notes, and it just caught me completely off guard. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I colored some text. How dare I? Can't, I can't, Matt. Matt, I'm, I like b- black and white all day long. I'm very boring. From oh, Derek. No, no. So, so empty and so, so boring. The third least episode in a row. This is another example of how Al Jean blandness does not make an episode innocuous. Sets a further rot in the show. Rot? Wow. Sets a further rot in the show by cementing this new character, also called Lisa Simpson. Gone as the endearing, intelligent eight-year-old we knew and loved, replaced with a smug, arrogant, obnoxious 40-something. The talent of the early Smith's vocal delivery changes from this point, too, delivering almost every line with the same sardonic tone that kills any potential for sympathy with the ostensible protagonist. I think that's the something of something really is in the anything of anything. Get ready for that sort of irritating dialogue to make up the bulk of Lisa Lines going forward. That a girl manager scene isn't really working like it did back in Bart Starr, is it? Actually, remember Bart Starr, the episode knew what it wanted to do. This, well, what is this even about? It starts off with Lisa made to feel fear at such a young age. By the end, it seems to be about Lisa realizing what a great game baseball is. All play completely straight. Like, what the hell is this? There's no satire, no jokes, just 20 minutes of white noise. Mm-hmm. I mean, I... I feel like usually we're the ones who are more down, but uh, it seems like no one else liked this as much as we did. I mean, I, I would also argue, Matt, that maybe I'm okay with white noise in comparison to open homophobia, transphobia, and racism throughout an entire uh, You know, that's true, honestly. 
I think that's where I'm at, where it's just my expectations, where, you know, I just look at, I was talking about this the other day with somebody and they're like, what are the, you know, what are the really bad episodes of the Simpsons and all that? And like, they're talking about more recent seasons and people are talking about, Oh, like in the season 34, there's really a bad episode or something. I'm like, yeah, maybe they're not nearly as bad. There's no season 34 episode. I think is worse than anything in season 21, for example, like some of it's boring or bad, but it's not that bad. Like, I don't know. Maybe my expectations are just so low. I, I, you know, I can't, be up too upset about an episode that mostly makes sense and is mostly okay. And there's a guy laughed a couple times. That's about it. Um, thanks everyone for watching the episode, for leaving a review. Really do appreciate the time it takes. Believe me, I know more than anyone, the time it takes and the mental bandwidth it, it, it inhabits. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It is time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. Yellow? KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow? Our listener question of the week this week is... I didn't write it down. Who is your your uh, your favorite your favorite character? Favorite guest star? Who played themselves. Who played themselves? Did you erase it, Matt, or did I not type it out? I did not. No, you just forgot to put it in there. I need my own, my brain. Like, again, I'm losing my personal capacity. Matt, take it away. We need away. a template. We just need to start our notes with a template every week. Matt, please, anyway, please take it away. All right. First up from Dara, I wanted to give it to all nine baseball players and Homer at the bat, but I remembered that Jose Canseco was a jerk, so I'll give the extra vote to Dale Strawberry for this exchange. Homer, you're Dale Strawberry. Yes. You play right field. Yes. I play right field, too. So, well, are you better than me? Well, I never met you, but yes. <laughs> if Manley had trimmed those sideburns, he could have gotten this vote instead. <laughs> Thank you, Tara. Uh, from Tim uh, James Brown and Bart's inner child hey the stage wasn't double bolted ow the way the that's, James, that's James the, Brown it's terrible the James Brown delivery his delivery in that is stage wasn't double bolted like the way he says double bolted is I like it's it's double bolted is baffling like I don't know who did they tell him to say it that way did he just he's just James Brown so he can't help but be like a giant personality so he just says everything like like he's talking about mechanical uh, engineering things and he's just like this stage wasn't double and you're like okay James Brown you're the you're incredible you mere your mere existence is incredible <laughs> all right next up from Derek I just loved how they would bring in big celebrities in the script which just have no respect for them at all making Buzz Aldrin say second comes right after first making Stephen Jay Gould a money pinching a-hole for no reason I really like and it's an underrated top one is Tom Jones's appearance in Marge gets a job the episode doesn't exactly make fun of Jones, but from being kidnapped, held at gunpoint, and being chained up and forced to reform, he really gets put through the ringer, and it's something you never see the show do now. That is true. They're much nicer than their celebrities now. Uh, from Aaron, normally I'm not a fan of celebrities playing themselves. Robert Goulet, Jasper Johns, James Cott, and Gas with James Wood all did admirable work. I think the prize, however, must go to Leonard Nimoy's Cosmic Ballet. Uh, from Andy, all the baseball players in Homer at the Bat and Leonard Nimoy in March versus the Monorail. Uh, from Matt Rogers, Ryan22. Mark Hamill's guest appearance in Mayor to the Mob was full of laughs. That was a good one. Uh, from at Rachel Journeys, Neil Gaiman, who is not primarily an actor, but stole the show in the book job, one of the strongest post-Golden Years episodes in general. And finally from Brian, my favorite guest star who played themselves is Betty White. Not for her episodes, but for her, rest in peace. Speaking of good guest stars in horrible episodes, add Lizzo to the list. Oh, yeah, you're not wrong there. Robbie, what is your answer? I mean, obviously... You know, people mentioned, I, I was like, oh, Leonard Nimoy is so good. But I'm going to go with, just for fun, I'm going to do something else. Um, Alan Moore. Oh, yeah, that's true. The, the, fly. That's good. And the Watchmen Babies. It's, I, I'm a sucker. I, it, like, it's no, I don't know. That episode's not that good. But I, Alan Moore is the, that grunt, grumpy, grumpy writer. It, I, you know, I just, I saw a spot in my heart for him. Uh, Matt, what is your answer? Uh, my answer is actually uh, Neil Gaiman uh, in the book job. It, uh, I believe Rachel was correct. It is one of the far better than usual uh, post-Golden Years episodes. But I want to have an honorary mention to Adam West. <laughs> I didn't need sculpted plastic. My physique, all West. How can you not, how can you not appreciate Adam West? You, you cannot not. Exactly. Um... Next week's question, who's your, what is your favorite sports moment from the show? I don't know if we've done this question before. And we've done lots of sports-related okay, questions. I don't know if we've done favorite sports moment. If we have, please don't tell me. Uh, 
Um, also, if you have suggestions where I should post the question, please tell me. Twitter is dying, uh, as far as I can tell. <laughs> and I'm brief- I'm not paying Elon Musk $8 so that people will see our tweets. Um, if you have, I, I don't know, Facebook and Instagram doesn't like us. They kicked us off already. That's would be my, my next follow-up. Be like, oh, go to Instagram. But Facebook's meta has already kicked us off. I don't know if they're going to appreciate us. Maybe if I just use a different logo, maybe they won't. But they don't like our name, Matt. They don't. They think The Simpsons show is too close to The Simpsons. I'm like, well, we are podcast yeah, about well, The Simpsons. Yeah, well, a bunch of morons. <sighs> they build a really good marketing machine. I'll give them that. Yeah. It's a really good way to give That's because they own both sides of the market. They own the sellers and the uh, publishers. So mm-hmm. they get to... You know, they get their vig off three different, uh, you know, sources. They're uh, very good at delivering commercials. Um, but if you have a suggestion that's not just any the, either of those places, let me know. I'm going to continue to post on our Twitter, which is at Simpsons Show doc, uh, at Simpsons Show Pod, and email us at Simpsons Show Pod at gmail dot com. And again, I post the qu- question on Patreon, which is probably the, e- the 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 simplest way to find it. Uh, you don't I pub- post it publicly. So all you have to have is a login on Patreon and follow us. You do not actually have to support us, even though we obviously appreciate it. Um, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for the new Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-T. The no Google Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions, one easy, one medium, and one hard, and try and stump the other. I believe I have a lead so far this season. Matt. Indeed you do. Indeedy doodly I do. Um, give me an easy question, Matt. All right, first up. In Homer at the Bat, what is the name of Homer's bat? Is it Wonder Bat? You are correct. In, okay, Matt. Your first question. Your easy question. Man. Bart is diagnosed with what in Brother's Little Helper? Uh, I believe it is uh, ADD slash ADHD. That is correct. I would have accepted. All right, your medium I would, question. I would have accepted either. Yes, uh, your medium question. The Springfield Nuclear Power Plant softball team uh, had a terrible year, uh, but prior to this particular episode, what was their record last year? Oh God, that's a medium question. I can't believe this. Uh, there's no way I know this, Matt. I'll guess. Um, can you we? Can you tell me how you get? Well, no, you probably won't. But I'll ask anyway. I'll ask for pity. Uh, how many games did they play? 30, apparently. 30 games? My lord. I know, right? <laughs> That's a lot. Uh, I would assume they played like 12 um, at most. Uh, 30 games, 3 and 27. You are so close. It is 2 and 28. Oh, man. That's really bad. <laughs> they have to be terrible. Yeah, it's, it's real bad. Like, it feels like just on based on luck alone, they would win more than three games. Um, hey, I, one, of my, one year my little league team went zero and ten. Okay, that's ten games. Then, I understand like, how bad that's it can get. three times as many games. Like you would think that it, like unless they're playing the same opponents like six times each or something. Maybe that's it. Um, your medium question, Matt. Uh, what is the name of the fire prevention bear at Springfield Elementary? Oh, fire prevention bear. They have a fire prevention fair, and we meet the fire prevention bear. Yeah. I'm not going to waste your time. I have no clue. Hosey. Hosey. Of course. Hosey the of bear. Course. It's <laughs> Every time I go back and look at like the Scully ears, Matt, and I get, a, I just go, oh, maybe they weren't so bad. Because they're like, I just, just, just scrolling, you know, scrubbing through an episode. I go, wow, there's lots of stuff in this. It's not so empty. It's full of nonsense, but at least there's a lot of it. What's my hard question, Matt? Your hard question. What things do we see Jose Canseco save from the burning house? And this is only things that he physically touches. <laughs> there are four of them. Oh, only four. I thought there would be more. Uh, only the things he physically touches. So we're not assuming that everything else that's on the lawn is something he's actually done. Correct. I, I would assume that he actually pulled everything out of that house. I would assume too, but we're going to, I, I tried to make it easy on you. Okay. Well, he physically touches the washer and the dryer and rearranges them. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe the lady's baby and the lady's cat. So those are my answers. A baby, a cat, a washer, and a dryer. You are missing one thing, so I will give you two points. It is also her player piano. You don't see a lot of people with player pianos. You don't. You don't. 
See, Matt, you should you should have swapped your medium and hard questions. You're a hard question, Matt. While Bart is on a rampage under the effects of focusing, he steals a tank. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he runs over Krusty's clown car. What are the name of the clowns in Krusty's are clown car? Are you kidding me? <laughs> how am I supposed to know this? There are seven of them, and I'll give you partial credit yeah. depending on how many you get. Okay. Um, Jeez. It is... Flop sweat, oopsie, um, noodle, noodle nose, or noodles, just up noodles, um, hee haw, and Mr. Jiggers, Mr. Jitters, Mr. Jitters, yes, yes, and then finally Sir Wide Bottom because he runs over his butt and it explodes. That's all I got. I'm sure half of those are like close but wrong because obviously they're clouds. You got, you did really well, Matt. Okay. You you did really well. Uh, you got did you said noodles right? You said noodles. I said noodles. Yes, noodles is one. Oopsie is one. Flop sweat is one. Which Frankie Ack uh, mistranslated. They said lob sweat. Oh, did it? It's it is flop, flop sweat. sweat. So it's noodles. Oopsie flop sweat. Unfortunately, it's not hee haw. It is hoo ha. Hoo ha. Oh no, it's not hee haw. I can't give you that one. I'm sorry. Um, but you did get uh. I'll give you jitters. It's just jitters. It's not Mr. Jitters, but I'll give you. Oh, that. Okay, okay. Um, and then Sir Wide Bottom, you did get that one. I also give you two points. You didn't get. You missed seesaw and you got hoo ha wrong. So you got you missed two seesaw and he, okay, okay seesaw and hoo ha. But you got that's pretty good. Sir Wide Bottom. <laughs> so oh, sure I'm alive, but why? <laughs> that's pretty good. You did good job, man. How could I ever? How could I ever? How could I ever get these? You had you got seventy five percent of them right, Matt. Mr. I, I don't... You're a font of Simpsons knowledge, man. Uh, that's it for trivia. I still have a two-point lead or three-point lead on this season. I just need to, to stay strong. That's every week, mm-hmm. man. I need to stay focused. That's really the problem. I lose focus, and I let up on the... I let off all the gas, and you end up pulling ahead. Can't allow it. Won't allow it to happen. This is, the, this is uh-huh. my season. Season 22. This is my season. I'm going to get there. I'm a back to the mountaintop. Speaking of sports. Um... And now that we live in the same city again, Matt, it might not be a better time than ever to invest in a trivia championship belt. Yeah, you're probably right. We should do it. Then we can have a ceremony every single at the end of every season. Like, and honestly, I just want to have one. Like, who cares? It's going to look stupid. It's going to be great. Um, I just need it's not. They're not that expensive. You can get them for a few hundred bucks and get your own custom titles. You can also spend thousands of dollars on them if you really want to. I don't think we should be doing that. No, what? Why? It's only a couple grand. It's worth it, right? No, no, no. it's really not. No, it's not. No, okay. You're probably right. Um, that's it for Tria. We can move on to our final segment. The segment we end every single episode with. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part of the show. Wait a second. Best episode ever is... Man, why... What? What? Why is my brain working? Not working. Best episode ever is the part where we rank the episodes categorically, watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. There, I got there. It just took me a few minutes. Um, this episode's all right. It is fine. In the season twenty-two terms, though, that is a home run. If we're gonna keep up with the, true, yeah. the the baseball metaphor. Um, it is so. Oh, it's, I, I think Elementary School Musical was twenty two. It was is was our. I think well, that was last week, right? Or was that the week before? I don't even remember anymore. Uh, but that's at number three sixty one. So it's higher than that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to like. I'm looking. At, I I like. I think it's in. I mean, honestly, I'm looking at two hundreds. Really, two hundreds. Yeah, because I mean, look at this stuff. Uh, a star is born again. Simpsons Bible stories. Thank God it's Doomsday. I would much. Much rather rewatch this episode than those. Mm, I don't know. I feel I mean, like I think those are Waverly good. Hills nine hundred two one doe. Monty can't buy me love is two eighty two. The Loch Ness monster is two eighty two. Matt, okay, we remember the Loch Ness monster part because it's so egregious. The rest of the episode is like this one. It is fine, right? It's I I guess Beyond Blunderdome has Mel Gibson. In it, okay. Okay. Well, Mel Gibson. The, the despicable as his personal beliefs may be, it does not espouse any of them in that episode. Okay, it, that's fair. But that I'd episode still rather is, watch this than that. I don't. You sure? 
Yeah. I'm not sure about that. I, I mean, Blunderdome is kind of fun because of the fact that, I don't know, that has that Scully Ears mania that is, it, it's funny. I don't know. I would, or catch him if you can. I think that, I think that's episode better. I think that's better than this episode. I don't know. Like, I don't think, like, I'm going to Praise Land. I think I'm probably going to Praise Land is better than this. That's number 289. Uh, yeah, you're not wrong about that. Praise Land is actually pretty good. Ugh. I hate that those things are higher than it. I'm going to praise them, but you're right. And Man, I just I d- don't look back at these episodes. And go, oh, they're scully. I up. know, I know. Okay, 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 okay. So I would definitely rather watch Pigmolian. Uh, probably rather watch Tale of Two Springfields. What is Husbands and Knives? I wasn't gonna go that low. I was gonna go. I would say I would put this right below Pig Pigmolian. That's where I would put it. I think this is better than Pranks and Greens from season twenty one. What is pranks and greens? <laughs> I love all these episodes. It's just like, what was that one about? Uh, I don't remember. We'll, we'll find out in a second. That's when Bart meets the the grown up prankster. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that's this is definitely better than that. I think that uh, like I think they're very similar, and then they get like seventy percent of the way to a like a reasonable story, and then they just kind of stop. You know, yeah. they don't fill in the blanks. And I think I think that's where, like, I would... I think it's a good compromise. Like, it's it's in that... I, I was, like, thinking, it's like, this is in 300s or low 290s or somewhere in there. I'm like, no, this is... I think it's better than... I would say this is probably not maybe my f- best episode season of the past few seasons, but it's certainly in the top five, maybe, the past few seasons. Um, I think that's a good spot. It's a... It, it, I think this is... And it also, like, I'm a sucker for Lisa Bart episodes. And I think this episode had a couple laughs, which is more than I could say for a lot of these. I don't think I, I don't know if I laughed at anything at Pranks and Greens. Is that okay? You got, is that, is all right, number two? I'm a whole 100% okay with that. Okay. It's like, a, it's like being on an airplane in the exit row, Matt. You have to give your verbal consent. You have to say, yeah. I'm okay with this. Money Bart is a new number 292 on our list. Right below Pigmolian, right above Pranks and Greens. Nothing wants to work on my computer today, which is this is firmly this area of the list is firmly it's fine. This is we're in the it's fine part of the list, which uh, after you know, after what a lot of we've been doing lately, I'm kind of okay with it's fine. Um, so that's a new number 98, no 99 under post golden years ranking. Um, Homer's enemy still number one last place is still codependence day. It may never be beaten, but I don't know that we, we, I, we've been told that there is competition this season. So we'll see. I'm dreading it already. Um, we're not done, Matt though. We're not done. This is the last thing we're going to do, but we got to do one more thing before it's the last thing we got to do. One more thing to do. One more question to answer. That question is, do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? The cannon, the cannon, the cannon, the cannon, the cannon. It stays. I think it stays. I don't think there's any reason. Yeah, it stays. There's nothing crazy in this. Uh, it has like a reasonable, you know. There's it. It. It's re- It's like it's. I think it's worth a watch, right? And I like that's part of part of this like answer. Is it part of the canon? Is it worth watching? Is it worth discussing? I'm like yeah, even if it's not perfect or even if it's not good, I think it's still you keep it. There's things in it that are interesting. Um, Money Bart. Part of the cannon, not far in the cannon. Uh, we can move up to the top of the list, working our way down, answering the same question about every episode. This eventually, we'll eventually get there. We are now at number 138, Matt. It is Lisa's Pony. Oh, definitely keeping that. That is one of the best home release episodes there is. Best, wow. Best home release episodes there is. Top 10 home release top episodes? Top 10 home releases? I would say so, yeah. We might have to crunch the numbers. I've been tempted over the years to go through a list and like try and categorize the episodes in more ways. Like, is this a Homer episode? Is this a Lisa Homer episode? Is this that episode? And actually break all that data down. Uh, but it's a lot of work. Uh, and I'm already tired from the life. Lisa's Pony stays, of course, it stays. Uh, Lisa's Pony is, is a solid early season episode, season three. Um, very heartfelt, very touching. Um, our next episode, Matt. Time for Trials of Horror. Trials of Horror 21, where we get a, we have three, again, it's a, we have the three stories. We have a Jumanji parody. We have a parody of Dead Calm. And finally, a parody of Twilight. Oh, boy. 
with uh, Daniel Radcliffe doing uh, the uh, vampire, playing the vampire in the Twilight parody. I'm interested in the dead in the in the dead calm uh, story, honestly, because dead calm is a, yeah, yeah not a movie most people a thriller most people have not seen or know about. I think it's pretty interesting. Um, I also like Jumanji a lot, so I'll see what they would do with that. But I'm I don't have high hopes. Um, that's next time. Chase Far, watch along with us if you'd like. Um, you can find everything we do on our website. The Simpsons Show.com has links to every, every episode, links to our Twitter, to our RS feed, and link to our Patreon if you want to help support the show. Obviously, appreciate it greatly. Um, you can find me online on all the website uh, that say, what am I? All the social medias with my name is Robbie, Robbie Dorman. My name is Robbie Dorman. RobbieDorman.com is my website, has links to all my stuff, all my books. My newest book is called War on Humanity. Time is running out to pre-order it. Go reserve yourself a copy. Go get yourself War on Halloween. It is a sequel to War on Halloween. Go get, go read War on Halloween. Get yourself ready for War on Humanity. Uh, it's my big. It's probably it's my big first blockbuster sequel. Uh, you should go get yourself a copy. I really appreciate everyone who does pre-order it. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. That is true. I spend all of my time taking care of kittens, especially those who hurt themselves, and then just garner sympathy the entire time, making them look so incredibly pathetic. So if you'd like to see some incredibly adorable kittens who may or may not have been faking their injuries, uh, you can check them out at KittenTurns, K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S on Instagram. Uh, They're incredibly cute and maybe up for adoption soon. You hear that, guys? You should do that. You get an adorable, incredibly cute kitten. Very cute. Uh, You should do that. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. And you watch this, uh... Shh.